my calculations are correct, when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. Welcome to the 88 Miles Per Hour Podcast, Episode 2. This is your host, Renata. And I'm Sanch. And we're excited because we're on our second episode, and we finally got over the whole just scary part of releasing our first episode, which we got a lot of great responses from to our fans, and they completely... Just went nuts when they heard we were doing an eight, like an eighties podcast. When it was, but it's mostly movies. But it does revolve around everything eighties, like we said, from fashion, TV shows, um, toys, video games, toys, video games, yeah, like all that good stuff, and even stuff that that it, like for instance, like we will get into like wedding singer because it's like anything that 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 takes place in the eighties, thirteen going on thirty. The Goldbergs, you know, so we will be talking about stuff that even though necessarily wasn't made in the 80s, it was based in the 80s. So we'll be focusing on actual films that, you know, were filmed in the 90s or 2000s. But if it's if it takes place in the 80s, we'll even talk about how well it was it was done in the 80s. Because there are some movies that are actually good where you're like, you watch it and it feels like it's an 80s movie. But then there's other ones and you're like, all right, you know, like it just, I don't know, it just doesn't feel right. So yeah, so we'll, so we'll be getting into all of that. So yeah, um, but one thing was is um, before anything, before we get into the the topic at hand, all the stuff we want to talk about, you know, bring you our eighties and everything, you know, before we hop in that DeLorean and and you know go back in time, we you know let, we got to we got to give some props out there. So let's what is it? What's what's the time? Shout out time. Fans. I don't. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. All right, man. We got to give some awesome shout outs this week. Our first shout out goes to our, our first actual, I guess you could say, real fan out there who we don't know, but is like commenting and telling us they love the show. So our first shout out goes to 805P on Instagram. Sir, Woo! you rock, I'm assuming, because it's Pete, you know? So <laughs> I'm assuming you're a guy, you know? I don't know. Um, but thank you, sir. You know, you're, you're giving us comments saying, like, oh, I love the show and this and that. So that, that was awesome. So grazie, sir. Yeah, he gave us, like, a really huge shout out. He was, like, all for it. And we were, it just gave us the more, like, confidence to, like, you know, really go all out here for all go all out for this episode too so we thank you yeah and you're awesome yeah i mean he gave us a huge shout out on his actual page he said it right here hey everyone you got to check out sanch and nada beans at brothers bear uh, no and then he tagged us brothers bear on their podcast to hear some awesome 80s pop retro pop culture you won't be disappointed so go subscribe to them i was like dude that's freaking awesome so gracias sir that is your shout out 
Also, another shout out. We got to give it to one of our other. It, it's a it's a friend that we know, but she she's one that actually commented and tell us like, oh, I love the show, this and that. Um, and it was I'm probably gonna you know butcher her last name, but it's che- Chelsea Walgren. You got it. Oh, watch out! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she uh, she thought I was talking about her in the last podcast about her uh, neon day glow wear because <laughs> I was I was mentioning how like I hate when whenever it's like I'm gonna dress 80s and then you dress all neon and she thought I was talking. I was like I wasn't talking about her. I didn't even I think was of her huddling like in her like own little bubble, saying they're talking about me. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> I'm like I was like Chelsea. No, you're okay. okay. <laughs> She's actually um, a co-host of my podcast called the ladies of laughter podcast so um she's awesome she's funny she's crazy and she's a big fan of the 80s too so again shout out to chelsea walgren yeah so shout out to her another shout out that i didn't mention this that i want to give out to is to miss nada beans right here herself her parents because <laughs> they listen to the show <laughs> hi mom hi dad yeah so they they i know uh we're gonna have them on sometime in the future have them on as guests and talk 80s because they were teens in the 80s your father he graduated in 85 right because uh, that's what you mentioned that last year i mean last year last episode <laughs> <laughs> i think my mom graduated 87 yeah, she graduated eighty seven. Oh, so They're two dad, years apart. So your dad was older. He's like, oh, he was a senior, looking at a sophomore, saying like, "How you doing?" <laughs> it was it was a sixteen candles type of moment. She really? Was a he, she she was well, she was a sophomore, mm-hmm. and he was a senior, like a Jake Ryan and um, what's her name, uh, Samantha. Yeah. You know. So did they kid, did they like have their first kiss over a cake? <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't know where they have their kiss from. Maybe we can actually ask them that. Yeah, you know, we'll do that. If it's not too personal for them, but, like, Mom, Dad, if you're listening to this, we're going to be asking you a lot of questions. Oh, they're going to be listening, so I know, because you're going to be like, Mom, Dad, here, listen. They're like, get away, we're not. And you're like, no, you got to (laughs) listen. That's me all the time. I usually come downstairs with the laptop with anything, and I'm like, Mom, Dad, you got to see this video, or Mom, you got to, Dad, you got to see, like, my episode. And they're like, we're not a... We're watching our TV shows, like Jesus Christ, like, and I'm <laughs> freaking out, and I'm like, oh, Mom, you're like that little kid. You're like, Mom, 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 look, Mom, Mom, look, Mom, <laughs> Mom, Mom. <laughs> That's. <laughs> And your parents are like, oh, damn it, Renata, get away. It's more like my mother. Like, <laughs> mom, mom, look, mom. Oh, my gosh. That's, I feel bad for your parents. Oh, dude. But that's, that's funny, though. They hate that. They really, they just, I mean, like, if they're like, Renata, you do it at the wrong times. And I'm like, what time is it? One minute you're watching Shameless. The other minute you're watching, like, Justify. Like, I, I don't know. Like, you, <laughs> my parents watch so many TV shows. It's unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> they're probably like, it's like 2 a.m. sleeping. You're like, Mom, wake up. Look. <laughs> I was on a podcast. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Look at me, the stink eye. <laughs> they're like all right renata oh good job yay renata you did and good. then i get so mad i'm like you don't really like it you're just saying it like it's just to get me away and then they're like 
yeah, Renata, whatever. And <laughs> but they actually, you said they actually liked um, 88 Pod because it was like, to them, it was like, oh, hey, they knew what we were talking about because it was stuff to them that was current to the, like, how we are now. Well, not now. I'm 32. But, I mean, you know, when you're a teen and you remember, like, you could start talking about certain things from the 90s that I'll be like, oh, yeah, you know, bring up, like, certain things that would happen, like, you know, when talk about, especially music, alternative music and all that. But, like, for them, it was, like, when we started talking about stuff to them, we're like, oh, wow, yeah, I remember that. The, like, I didn't really, I'll get into it right now, but, like, the toys you said that your dad was like, oh, yeah, I know that. I remember that. that was yeah, my dad up. was, like, when he heard the episode, he was very, like, intrigued. And I told uh, Sanch this. I told him that, like, when my parents first heard the episode, like, it's, like, they, it's, I mean, like, they do remember a lot of things. Like, they'll see things on television. They'll be like, oh, my God, yeah, this and that. But the fact that their daughter is talking about it and, you know, she's with someone who also is a big 80s fan but has lived in the 80s. Like, it's more like like it was the topic on He-Man. It was the topic on, like, how, like, you know, uh, Thundercats. And it was just, like, like, those specific characters and toys my dad was just, like, freaking out over. I mean... We can't necessarily talk about a lot of guys' toys. We're going to have to get eventually get into girls' toys, what of girls course. like. My Little Pony. I mean, you know, that was huge then. Cabbage Patch Dolls, you know. Oh, so yeah. For sure. Uh, it's uh, not just going to be strictly Rainbow boys. Bright. Was that was that one, too? Wait, what? Rainbow Bright? Is oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Rainbow Bright. Um, Even Glowworms. <laughs> Shortcake? Yeah, of course, you know. Even, like, I mean, the, the Smurfs, they were kind of like, like unisex Smurfs. Teddy Ruxpin, you know, hey, hey, you had my buddy and my, was it my sister? Right? Yeah, was it? Yeah, because it was my buddy, my buddy, my buddy and me. Kid sister, there you go. I knew if I sang the song, I'd get it. (laughs) Yeah, kid sister, kid sister. Yeah, and that was like after, and, and what ruined those dolls was freaking child's play. When you saw the Chucky doll, you're like, hey, that look like my buddy. I don't want to play with my buddy. Funny, funny story. My, um, the woman who used to babysit me, her, uh, son yeah. is, like, 35, and he was just, he's just obsessed with, like, all the old horror, like, film, like, nightmare characters. Wait, like, how, wh- when was this, though? Like, now you're, uh, like, they babysit you now? Uh, no, 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 like, when I, when I was younger, <laughs> but, like, I still keep in touch with them, like, they're still, like, family to me. Okay, so he parents, was 35 then, or he's 35 now? He's, like, 35 now. Oh, okay, and, but back but when? when? He, uh, I should have started when he was, like, say, in his uh, probably late or mid-20s. I think I okay. was, like, okay. He told me he, like, well, he's a big fan, of, like I said, of, like, Freddy Krueger, you know, um, Jason, Michael Myers, and all them, and he actually draws and paints, and, like, he did this one big painting collage of all of them, and, like, he got all, all of, of them? Oh. <laughs> hey, it's cool. You got an accent. Hey, I sound like, you know, I got my... Uh, I, well, you said my California accent. It's more just like, you know, I have my uh, a little bit of Mexican accent that comes out every now and again. I don't know. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yes. So, um, like, he had every one of, like, say... Like, I'm not really big on actors' names, but, like, the guy who played Freddy Krueger, what was his name? Robert England. Robert England. He had him sign it. He had directors oh, sign it. Oh, wow. So the painting that he did, 
has all of them signed on it like and it's and it's amazing like he's trying to get money for it but i said don't get money for it i said keep it i said it's a keepsake don't yeah. try to get rid of it but anyway getting back to child's play um he had he won a chucky doll and a claw machine like huh. down the shirt like because they have like stuff yeah it's huge it's like the same size as the doll in the movie so one day around halloween time he sees these kids and he has the chucky doll in the window and they always stared at it yeah he has such long arms that he takes his arm and leans down like from the window and makes the doll's body like tap against the window because oh. he knows the kids are staring but like yeah. they didn't see him so the kids freaked out they must have been like eight years old <laughs> I, I like when he told me that story i laughed so hard i was like why would you do something like that that's not right that's not funny why oh my god like, I mean, I would get terrified if I was, like, out there at eight years old. I mean, like, that's Of course. Just... I mean, <laughs> you're like a Chucky, and then he's moving, you're like, ah! You know, it'd freak you out. Because they've seen it every day. Every day they would walk by past that particular doll and just stare at it, waiting for something to happen, but it never did. So he was like, okay. I'm going to make he's... them. Yeah, I'm going to terrify these kids, and they'll never sleep again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after that movie, I was always, I always freaked out. It's like... Uh, Child's Play was the first Toy Story, <laughs> you know? That was the first time when you realized, like, maybe my toys could come alive, you know? And I had a My Pet Monster, and, um, I remember I freaked out. Like, I would get scared, and I would look at him, and I'd be like, he's gonna, you know, wake up and freak me out. Don't you still have it? Yeah, of course, I still have it. You know, I'm gonna take a picture of it and post it, so I'll, I'll do that. I'll, I'll do that. I have, uh, I still have some, um, like, some, well, no, no, no. That is the only toy that I have from the 80s that I kept. I also had, you know, you, you of course, you know Land Before Time, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah freaking. Um, with Land Before Time, that movie, uh, I know Spielberg produced, I think, was no, was it? I don't think it was Don Bluth that made that. I, I can't remember who it was. It might have been. But um, anyways, um, the people that did American Tale, but... That toy was the, a plush. I had it. We went to Sears when that movie came out, and there was there was Littlefoot, and and my mom bought it for me. And for years, I had Littlefoot and my pet monster. Those were the two toys. I'm like, I'm never. These are gonna be mine forever. And then when I when I moved, um, I was like, Where's my Littlefoot? And I was looking everywhere for Littlefoot, and my mom's like, Oh, it should be there. And I re I noticed Littlefoot was missing, and he had like a little hoe on his neck. And I can guarantee that my mom. Either threw it away or gave it away. She'll say Aww. no, but I know for a fact, you know. So that's why I was like, screw this. I grabbed my pet monster and I took him because I did not run a risk. So he's here <laughs> chilling. So I'll take a picture of him and I'll post him on our Instagram. But yeah, and then we also have a Shira unopened, but that was purchased years later. I purchased this a few years ago. So I have a Shira doll that I purchased for Allie. Um, I have two unopened and sealed. And also I have one of her horse. The horse, the box is kind of like a little bit damaged, like the little plastic part. But the thing was that was awesome. I actually posted it on our Instagram was I went to this like comic collector comic shop. It's like a big old warehouse where there's booths. It's like a mini comic con. And I saw the She-Ra there and I'm like, I wonder how much they sell it for. And I looked at it and it's all 120 bucks. So I was like, holy hell. And I got mine. I oh think God. I got it for like 50 bucks on an eBay auction. <laughs> so That's yeah. something. Yeah, seriously. Like, I think the only 80s like character toy that i've ever had was lamb chop i had a lamb chop doll uh, was that 80s I thought lamb that was chop? Like, yes it was i because... thought that was 70s well you continue talking while i look her up well it was um 
because I remember the reason why I think it's 80s is because I remember or maybe it was I mean because it was featured on the nanny because the nanny was an 80s television show yeah but it doesn't necessarily mean that just because you know I mean it's the eight, her, like, yeah but the nanny you know that was 90s right that wasn't 80s that was an 80s <laughs> You're on an 80s podcast, and you're like, I, the nanny. No. I mean, I Fran Drescher you, was huge I, in the 90s. That's where it came from. But I'll, I'll, I'll put you, in 1957, the character, a female lamb, first appeared on Lewis on Hi, Mom, a local morning show that aired on WNBC in New York. <laughs> mm-hmm. Lamb Well, talk. it looks like. I lost this round, so if you if you actually we should keep score, but how many? Yeah, times oh yeah, you to... you're right. So so far one and one. You and got I got I messed up last week with Anthony Michael Hall, and you and you got uh, this time Lamb Chop was in eighties. Now see, here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> like damn, it was fifty seven. But here's the thing, though. I'll give you credit for this. You were introduced to Lamb Chop. No, you weren't. You weren't born in the eighties. So what am I saying? <laughs> Is that Never. two for me? Is that two? No, that's not two for you. I'm all because I'm just messing up your I just figured you were born in the eighties. I'm like, I don't know, I forget. You were born in like what, ninety three? Yeah, ninety three. Ninety three. Wow. Good year. It was a great year. Yes. For, for T V shows. I mean, it's not the nineties podcast, but I'm just saying, like the T V shows for the kids, they were pretty good. Like my favorite was Blues Clues. So there Blue's you go. Clues. I followed uh, wait, wait, wait. How, how are you referencing Blue's Clues? I'm saying because it was the 90s. I'm saying this is not a 90s podcast, I said, but, like, if we want to talk about, like, Blue's Clues, that was the 90s. Television yeah, show. I mean, it, it, it was. It first what do you term- mean it wasn't? Like, no, I didn't say it wasn't. I said it was, you know, because it, it, it came out three years later. It premiered on September 8th, 1996. So that's when Blue's Clues first came out, and it... And then I guess it finally ran until August 6, 2006, the final episode. Yeah, and that was the, you know, how, how's the, how's the, mail? I always like the mail song. How'd it go? Okay. Here's the mail, it never fail. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wear I have so many songs from, like, these TV shows. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> me, me, me and Carlos, we used to, when we would watch it. Carlos is also, he's one of, he's my brother. He's on the podcast with me on the, the Brothers of Bear podcast uh, that I do. Oh, and Allie. Allie's my wife. <laughs> I, I, meant, I just started saying, oh, yeah, Allie. Uh, so that's why I, I forget. New show. We always had to mention who these people are when we bring them up. So I totally forgot. But... What I was saying is that when we used to watch Blues Clues, like, I would watch it with him. And you know, it's every time it's like, hey, where's the clue? And you always hear the kids like, <laughs> over there! No, that one! And we used That's to like... Yeah, we, we used to like play along too, but we would like be kids that would get mad. Be like, no! I would hear the kids get mad. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what we would do. I'm like, where's the kid that's going to be like, no, stupid, that one. And, you know, I'm like, I want to hear the kid yell at him. Like, no, the other one. No, God damn it, I said that. Because <laughs> I, I, now, like, when I get older, like, I used to catch it, like, on um, certain channels would play, like, the old episodes. And, like, the kid would be like, over there. Like, yeah. <laughs> the screech. I used to crack up. Like, I mean, but 
Like, doesn't every kid, like, want to find clues and skidoo into a painting and, you know? Yeah. I used to want to skidoo. Okay. But enough about that. Yeah, because that's not 80s, you know? 80s. Yes. Back to the 80s. We made an unstop trip on the DeLorean to the 90s, but we're back to the 80s now. Yeah, because we got to travel through the 90s to get to the 80s, so that's okay. Yeah, we kind of, like, did a reverse. (laughs) Yeah, well, we went too far back. We went to 1957, because that's when Lamb Chop first came out, right? So... <laughs> we did yeah. a reverse, like a, like a we like too far, and we're the hell, we went way all into this. We were like just talking about your parents, and we jumped all the way to Blue's Clues. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> we're all over the place today, ladies and gentlemen, all over the place. So yeah, so I guess what you were mentioning, we we're mentioning toys. So we'll, we will get into a toys episode. We'll talk toys, but we'll not just strictly be on boys' toys or girls' toys. We'll do unisex. Or we'll talk all toys. Whatever toys there are. I mean, there's so much to talk about. You know, how you could do a whole episode on just a let alone boys toys. A whole episode let alone. Oh, you know, we should probably do that. Do like a, a three, uh, like a, a part segment. Well, anyways, we'll get into that later. But yeah. Well, no. actually, like, um, I was just thinking about it. When I was a sophomore in high school, uh, like it was like a summer project. Mm-hmm. And the whole idea was to make a, a toys magazine, but it was like a set of toys from each decade like you start off with the 20s 30s 40s 50s 60s 70s and I actually have it and I decorated everything and I you, it gives a little like paragraph of when the toy was made yeah. who was it made by well how was it inspired or like you know like, is it still popular today and you know I should actually get it so like the day that we do talk about toys I'll find it because I keep everything I'm a Order when it comes to like papers of my childhood projects so same here yeah like i take pride in that i'm yeah, sorry same here it's hard to throw away you know i'll be like look i drew this in third grade it's bad <laughs> you know i don't want to get rid of it exactly so when we do talk about toys i will sh- bring out my magazine full of toys from the decades and i will see what toys were popular in the 80s cool so we'll get into that sh- for sure all right well we, you know, that's, uh, this was a long shout out segment. <laughs> you know, we gave, oh, well, you know what? I guess really quickly we'll just give a shout out because we, we have so, this was a Twitter fan who left, said that they enjoyed the show, they listened to it. And, um, I'm forgetting his last name. It's what, Adam Barker? Is it? Well, Barker. Barker. There we go. He, he commented on Twitter. He said, hey, love the show. You guys were great. I, you know, it was an awesome show. So, so, grazie, sir. So that's a shout out to you for, thank you for, for you know, for because we gotta give props everywhere we go, Twitter, Facebook, all that. So yeah, so thank you, so awesome. Okay, so one thing last week, <clears throat> I started talking about the '80s of like you know Renata shared everything how the '80s were for her, what she loved about it. Then I I started getting into my part of the '80s and everything. The one thing that I totally left out, '80s of no, <laughs> let me strike that and what, reverse it. Right, is a. It's yeah, Song of the 80s. <laughs> I love the music of the 80s. Now, hold on here. Don't assume that I love everything, everything. What the hell? Everything, everything. of the of the 80s. Like, I don't really like some of the, like, the poppy 80s in the sense of like Whitney Houston and all that like that. There's certain stuff I wasn't a fan of. But I do love a lot of the 80s that I love when it came to the music was like New Wave. I love New Wave. I mean... 
Like, I could just go down a list of a bunch of music. But, like, every, you know, if it had a freaking keyboard in it, chances are I was listening to it, you know? You got, like, freaking Animotion, you know, with freaking Obsession, Nowhere Girl, but, you know, B-Movie. Come on. It's like, I mean, there's stuff. Even, I, I know Renata had mentioned that her father loved Biddy. B- Biddy. <laughs> Billy, <laughs> Billy Idol, and when she said that, I started singing "Flesh for Fantasy." I was like, "Yeah, I'm a flesh, flesh for fantasy." <laughs> I love I this. Mean, like, I gotta be honest with you. Like, yeah. as much as my parents, like, I mean, I don't really want to get talking about them because I want them to like talk about their like when they're on our show because deep down inside, I am just so excited for them to be on the show because. I just finally am going to get them to open up fully about their experience on their life in the 80s. But um, a tiny bit of information, though. My parents were really big on R&B, like 80s R&B, like old school. So, I mean, like, there, don't get me wrong. There was, like, a lot of pop music that they liked from the 80s. But, like, it, t- the takeover was just old school. And they'll probably explain more about that. So. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, like, I mean, one of my my huge bands that I loved of the 80s, Depeche Mode. I'm massive when it comes to Depeche Mode. I love, like, er, like it's just everything about Depeche Mode, you know? I'm like, one, one of my, my favorite songs of, of Depeche Mode is, is Nothing. And that's off of, um, what you call it, Music for the Masses album. Like, like that, that, I just, like, if you know me, you know, like, I'm a huge freaking Depeche Mode fan. It's like that, that uh, other than that, like, I, I mean, people assume I'm a huge fan of The Cure. Only, like, a little bit of The Cure. You know, I, 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 I do, like, I, 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 there's a lot of music that I love. Information Society, like, like, late 90s. You know, I love Erasure, you know. But they're, they're like, I, I'm known as having, like, whenever there's a party, they always say, Santos, we need an 80s mix. Because I have a massive collection of, like, 80s songs. Like, I have a lot of singles, like... Like, I, I got a lot of mine. If you if you know music of the 80s, one of the most famous DJs, he was out here in California, but he, he was, you know, from, from London, England, or whatever. Um, Richard Blade. This guy, like, that's where I was influenced, where, like, the music I would hear when he would play it, and I would find all these songs. So, aside from, like, the obvious hits, like, I ran, you know, and stuff like that, and Safety Dance. I, I, I have a, a bunch of music, so we'll, we, you know, we'll be doing out some, like, cool song of the weeks on our Instagram and, check you know, checking stuff out, but, yeah, music is one of my things, you know, and, and how, one, one artist that I'm just gonna make a little tease about, because there's a movie that we'll talk about in a future episode, is Weird Al Yankovic, <laughs> he was big in the 80s, you know, he came out in the 80s, and he had a movie that he released in the 80s, this, you know, so, uh, we'll obviously talk about that, so, yeah, so, you know, and then um, we 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 can't go wrong with one artist that obviously was massive in the '80s. Yeah, he's not from the '80s. You know, he came beforehand. But when he hit in the '80s as a solo artist, once he when a certain artist, because I mean, before that was off the wall. When he released Thriller, bam! With this artist, huge Michael Jackson. <laughs> Woo! All right, what 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 do you know about Michael Jackson? You tell me, woman. I I know a great deal, but I mean, how do I put this? I have a friend who is nothing but a Michael Jackson freak. Yeah. Like, he actually, like, when we go to parties, they purposely play, like, um, uh, Billie Jean. 
or mm-hmm. like they'll play some type of Michael Jackson song or beat it and he'll just like like and he's my age too he's 19 years old but I'm 20 but he's 19 years old and he can do Michael Jackson like to the T are you serious but, like perfect voice and all that too or just the dancing like the dancing like, oh, okay. he can, like he can mouth it and everything but like, yeah. like he can mouth it good but like he could do moonwalk. See, all the, all like the pop locks and everything that Michael did, all that yeah. stuff. Oh, dude, right on. Well, he's he, he's not like he doesn't professional dance, but like he does, he does like to dance, and he should like be on the verge of that. Like you know, he should like continue going towards like the dancing thing. But yeah. he's doing something else. But that's he likes that. That's his hobby. But anyway, back to Michael Jackson. Um, when I was little, I remember watching pop pop videos, and did you say pop pop? Pop pop videos? Is that what like, you said? Pop videos? No. Pop up. Pop up, pop up, pop up video. It was like it was something like that. I remember it, and I don't. Re- I didn't remember it clearly, but I remember watching something like that, and then all of a sudden, like Smooth Criminals music video coming on, and I remember just staring at the TV, Ooh. and I would ask, I was like, Mom, Dad, who is that? And they're like, That's Michael Jackson. And I think after I heard that, because that was the first song I've ever heard by Michael Jackson was Smooth Criminal. Oh, really? So that was uh-huh. the first actual song for you? Mm-hmm. And I like the lean. So I, that's Oh, uh, yeah. The, nah, oh, wait. We're doing it. No one can see us. <laughs> you know, we're, like, doing the, the motions of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The reason I brought up Michael Jackson is because there's something that, that I love that came out of the 80s featuring Michael Jackson that... And you must... I mean, you... you, you every year you go to Disneyland... Uh, World Disney World, right? Yeah, world. Okay. Please tell me you've seen Captain EO when you're out there. What? Are you serious? Come on. Why not? I mean, like, it's, it's an Ep- it's an Epcot, but we never go to it. Oh, okay. Yeah, because like, they're all different parks and stuff. Like, don't... Listen, we're Disney freaks. My parents, like, they're like Jack Burns from Meet the Parents. Like, we're on a tight schedule. Like, we oh have... Oh, my... Are you serious? We have it all planned out. Like, we have to hit test track, we have to hit all the rides, and then we hit the countries, because if not, the lines get jammed. <laughs> like, it's a set. It's like, it's like, and my parents are sick. Like, especially my mom. She's like, we gotta be here. We gotta be here at the crack of dawn. Wow. Oh, we memorize everything. But I would see that, and I'd be like, Mom, this is my dad. No. And I'm like, oh, you're like, mom, my feet are bleeding from running, and your dad like, I don't care, come on. <laughs> Speed walk. I mean, like, I'm short as it is, so their short steps equals double the time. So, like, <laughs> so when they're casually strolling around, and I'm just like, <gasps> and I'm like, I'm keeping up. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that is so cool. <laughs> And it's funny because they're adults, but yet they're like the kids. Right? They're like, come on, you got to do this. Because Allie would tell me that when she when she was a child, she would go to Disneyland with her best friend and and her best friend's brother. They would all go to Disneyland. And the same thing, tight schedule. They would run the, every single ride because they had it time so they could make sure they pull everything off in the day. I was like, damn. And I was thinking, those are kids. And now you're telling me that your parents do that? They're like, we're not. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. But like, and it's like, what if the moment you need to stop for the bathroom they're like that's not on the schedule let's go <laughs> we're a pamper 
schedule. <laughs> right, girl. You're like, but I have to go. All right, you got. Let's see. Let me look at the schedule. Time. Yeah. <laughs> you wait. In two hours, you'll be able to use the bathroom. <laughs> but oh, that sucks that you've never seen Captain Neo. Well, for the for for those who who know, um. Uh, this is uh, this is just going to be a repeat for you guys because you're like, ah, I know this, but those who don't know, like for instance, Renata, back in the 80s, there was this uh, awesome, just great freaking thing called Captain Eel. With Captain Eel, what it was was uh, it was a it was a live um like all right, okay, how did you did you ever see Honey I Shrunk the Kids the 3D show, Renata? Yeah, I have seen that. Okay, that's what it was for the 80s. It was Captain EO. It was, um, it, it opened, originally it opened on September 12th, 1986. And, and what it was is like, it's a story that was done by, um, that by George Lucas and, and, um, and it was directed by Francis Ford Coppola. And it was, you know, I mean, the, the freaking, the Godfather himself, you know. And um, the one thing about this is that what I was reading, I guess Steven Spielberg was originally supposed to do it. But he was busy on another project. So Francis Ford Coppola ended up directing it. But I believe the reason, what I started looking up is the reason why Francis Ford Coppola directed it is because he was really close, you know, with um, freaking, you know, George Lucas and everything. So... He, um, they figured that if, like, if we get Francis Ford Coppola to direct, George Lucas would be on set directing, too, but, you know, he never did, but, um, it's, it's a show, like, it, the, the story behind it is Michael Jackson, he, he's, like, in a few, in the, in the future, he's, like, um, like, a, a, he's a captain with his, like, ragtag band crew, and, and they're out, you know, just, you know, flying about and everything, and, and they're supposed to, like, find this homing beacon on this planet. So they're out there, and, you know, the commander comes up, Captain Neo, you know, you're supposed to, what are you doing? Burr, burr, burr. And they're, like, flying, and there's this cool little elephant, you know, this, uh, that's played by, um, that, that little, the, the little, um, the little person from Bad Santa, um, you know what I'm talking about, the little, the little black guy? He was in yeah. Willow, also. He, he yeah. plays the elephant, you know, and there's, you know, uh, Domo, Mr. Robot Domo, he's, like, a big old robot, and these two, like, uh, Odie and I don't know what the other one. They're like weird aliens. Anyways, so they're flying <laughs> about and then they go to this planet that like seriously like they get chased and it looks like the Star Wars like you know uh, trench scene and everything. They crash. They find the homing beacon. Like awesome, you look. You found the homing beacon. All right, Captain Neo, you gotta go. You know, make sure to deliver the gift. When they go to, there's this weird like queen like all evil and she's like she's like hello you know my you know and she has like claws so in 3d it gets to your face and when i was a kid i'd be like ah you know you'd freak out because it, it's like you would hear like the claws like you know and she's like he's like don't worry he's like i have a gift you know for someone as beautiful as you he's like you think me beautiful <laughs> he's like let me see this gift you know and then he's like not only see here you know and then that's when like the robots, they all start transforming to, like, musical instruments and stuff. And, like, and it's cool. And then the little robot, he trips and he knocks over the keyboard. He's like, oh, you know. And he's like, Hooter, hurry up. And then, he's like, the guards, like, the, the, the queen is like, seize them. And the guards, all they're all, like, trying to stab him. And while they're stabbing him, it's, like, 3D. So it looks at your face. You're like, oh, my God. And then that's when, like, the elephant fixes it. And he's like, done. He's like, I got it. And then it's like, and it's like a song, this awesome, badass song. I actually played it right now, but it's, um, you know, it's here we are to change the world. And he's like doing his typical Mike and John. He's like, you know, we are here to change the world and all that. And he's like dancing all this and that. And then um, 
she tries to attack him, but you know his his power of dance is too strong, and he ends up transforming these like guards into like you know '80s mullet dancing guys. Like uh, uh, they're all doing it. He does his little moonwalk. He's like, and then it gets hardcore, like the drumming, like do do do, you know, all bass and you know. And then she starts transforming, and she turns into the beautiful Angelica Houston. You know, like that's who the queen is. She's all beautiful. The world changes, and he's all happy. And then she's like, she thanks him. Like, well, she doesn't say anything, but like she thanks. I'm like, oh, and then that's when when it ends. It's like everything gets happy, and then all you hear is like, you know, the music. It's all getting ready, and and everyone's like happy, like yay. And then all you hear is, it's like, oh! and then everyone's all dancing, walking away. You hear another part of me. He's all walking, and everyone's in the bag. He's like, whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. and that's what me and Carlos were doing. We just kept walking. We go. Whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. You know, dancing in the little robots and the little creatures all dancing. They're like, yeah. And he's all singing, we dance, you know, just that, you know. And it's freaking awesome. He's dancing. Everybody's in the background waving. Like, they're carrying the princess. She's all waving. Everybody's dancing all happy because they're free, you know. And then you got Michael Jackson. He's, like, singing. And he gets all ready. And then as he's walking like he, he's all singing this part you know and he's all looking at everybody and they're like just waving dancing whatever it looks all cheesy but it's cool and then that's when it gets together and then you hear this part this little like fl- flying creature he's like cute he flies to the screen and he just bye bye and he flies Aww. away yeah he's like and then they walk away he's like oh and he goes gets in the spaceship flies away and then it ends and it's off Captain EO and I remember as you're walking out, when I was a kid, you would walk around, this is all you hear in the speakers. And you're like, yeah, this is Michael Jackson. Because it was off of, you know, the album Bad, you know. I mean, they, this music first came, you know, and then they released it on Bad. But, I mean, it was so cool. And then, you know, af- years after, everyone assumes when the whole, you know, supposedly, like, Michael Jackson, you know, allegedly, you know, molested kids, blah, 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 and all that stupidness that happened. Well, everyone assumes during that time, that was like 93, I think, 94, when that happened, they think that's when they got rid of Captain Neil. No, Captain Neil got, they got rid of Captain Neil years later in, in Disneyland and all the parks. And it wasn't until his death when he died, all the executives of like Disney and everybody, they got together and, and watched the show and said, could we show this again? Could we bring it back? Um, because in their minds, they're like, you know, hey, you know, let's capitalize on the death. Sadly, that's probably really what it was. They're like, well, you know, hey, we have this show. And they decided, yeah, they fixed it up and then they brought it back. So all the parks brought it back. So you could go and watch it. But it's called Captain Neo Tribute. And it's really cool. It's a really great freaking show. It's like, you know, and, and it's awesome. And, but it's here's the cool- show, right? It's It's the exact same show. The only difference, the one thing I cannot stand that I freaking hate is that because... They still use the hydraulics from um, Honey, I Shrunk the Audience. So when you're, the scene where he's dancing, the whole theater's like shaking with the dance. And I'm like, no, you don't need that. Like, why do you need the theater to shake when he's dancing? Like, no, there's like a scene where the spaceship crashes and the theater shakes. You're like, all right, that makes sense. We just crashed the ship. But when he's dancing, doing the moonwalk and, oh, you know, you don't need, they don't need to shake. Um, but it's in 3D. If you wear they glasses. They want to get like people to like. Dance. I mean, like, probably at the time when you went, it was probably like, yeah, like, but I think, I think people are just like more like, I don't know, like maybe they just need to get shooken up to like dance. So, like, but you're sitting of, down, so you can't really get up and dance. <laughs> I could so get up and dance right yeah, now. Yeah, but in that theater, they'd be like, hey, sit down, redhead. <laughs> you all know my redhead. 
Like, he's like... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, I just, you know, I wanted to bring that up because it was something that was just like really massive. It was a great 3D show. So, you know, it's something that you don't need, a, you don't need a DeLorean to go check out. You could, you could go to any Disney World. You could probably find like a bootleg. You could probably find online and stuff. But there's one cool thing I want to share with you and probably your parents. Because I'm curious if your parents know about Captain Neo. Because um, I know they'll be listening to this. And everybody else. Disney, during during the years of Disney, um, I know they, they, what I found that they stopped doing this. But for years, every year they had a big cast member party. So all the employees, they would have a party. And they would always shoot a special video. Well, one year in, I don't know, like, you know, obviously it was probably like 87, 88. Uh, there is this one, one of the cast members was a massive fan of, of Captain Eo. So what they ended up doing, they did something called Captain Eeyore. So they used the, the, the characters of the time, you know, the, whoever they, so Eeyore was Captain Eo. You know, there was Eeyore. I think Winnie the Pooh was one of the characters. Um, you just had a random, like, bee flying about. <laughs> um, Tweedledee and Tweedledum were, like, the two conjoined, like, robot twins. Like, then they're going around. It's the same way, like, Captain Neo. It's freaking awesome. And then when they go to save the print, like, the, the I mean, when they go to, to, to the queen, I know the queen is, um... The queen is, uh, like, an evil Mickey Mouse. And it's like, you're like, I'm Mickey Mouse. You know, like, all evil and stuff. And I think there's these, like, two whip warriors. They're, they're um, I think they're the Red Queen with whips and all that. And it's because in the Captain Neo, when he transforms, like, all the guards, they turn into, like, hard, like, uh, uh, orangey, like, just 80s dancers. While in this, they turn into, um, what what is it? Those, uh, the, the, the chimney guys sweeps from uh, mary poppins oh, Jimmy sweeps. Yeah. yeah they turn into those you know so they're all dancing and at the end the the mickey mouse when you know they, and it's cool because the the eeyore in costume does exactly the dances like michael jackson you it <laughs> down to the t everything they use the music and then the, the 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 evil mickey transforms into snow white and then it ends and they go away so it was pretty cool um i have you know i'll try to make you a copy of it and i'll send it to you and and what i heard is they used to do a big video every year but i guess they stopped doing that but i i heard there's one that they did of beavis and butthead like at disneyland and all these cool things i mean but there's a captain eeyore so and i just wanted to bring that up because you know like i said you don't need a delorean to check this out so yeah so so yeah so you know and i will we'll obviously get more into certain artists music you know and stuff later on i wanted to point that out but now Let's get into the main point of hand. Every week, we're going to always focus at the, the, the second half of the show. We're always going to focus on something. Uh, I mean, something. We're going to focus on a movie from the 80s. It, it's, it's always going to be something that, that really, I mean, in the, the first few movies are always going to be something that to us, we see that we just have that love for that passion that that this movie did something for us. You know, it's like, I don't know. It's just, and, and, and it's just like, so. This week, we're going to start off with Bernada's favorite movie of all time. Not just, oh, my favorite 80s movie. No, 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 no. This is her favorite movie of all time. So, Renata, before you, you know, um, I got to actually find it. <laughs> but but really quickly, Renata, it's like, I mean, you're, you're, you're obviously, you're, you're, you're set. You're like, oh, I'm, I'm ready to talk about freaking this movie yeah. coming up, right? You yeah. Know, so, oh, oh, of course. So, so yeah. So, so that's why. So, Right now, ladies and gentlemen, we bring you The Breakfast Club. Oh, yeah. Woo! Breakfast Club has been one of the best movies, I feel like, that ever existed. I feel like John Hughes 
really took the time out to really show you what high school students and um, like cliques in general, like, you know, what it's all about. And the main thing is about like when no one else is around and you're stuck in one place, you know, how are you going to react to each other? Are you going to, are you going to still be the, the stuck up princess popular girl? Are you going to be the, the geek, the brain, or are you going to be the basket case? Like, I'm going to keep going. Like, mine's from the movie. You're going to be the criminal. You're going to be the jock. <laughs> hey, um, man. It's all right. It, it all comes down to that, like, everyone is equal. No matter what anyone says, you know, you wind up finding something in common. And that's what it really what's about. And that's, that's, and that's what high school is. I mean, I graduated high school not too long ago. And, you know, when you graduate high school, you, don't you usually see people that like you haven't seen the longest time you I mean you weren't really close friends with them but like when you're out of high school it feels like it's so much easier to talk with them like don't you feel that way like yeah like i mean i i don't know it's just i feel that way like what that you haven't seen them in a long time and you just feel like wanting to talk to them like if you see them on the street or something like that and you're and like they recognize who you are and they were like oh hey this and that and then you just like i mean i don't know i mean south philadelphia is a it, it, it's small, so like you, you pretty much see the same people. So you'll run, you'll run into your old high school chums. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, like, I mean, I wasn't friendly with them, but like then again, like I didn't really know them. So when you see them and they and they recognize who you are, you're like, oh hey, this and that. Like, how's everything going? You know, what are you doing right now? Yeah. And and everything just seems calm. Everything just seems, you know, relaxed and chilled and. And you feel like you can have a normal conversation with them without feeling that you have to say something, you know, bright or say something, you know, like, like you have to like show off something, you know, because I mean, even though that is so cliche, everybody in high school goes through it, no matter who you are. And if you say no, then you are a liar. Yeah. I'm just being very honest, but yeah. when I first saw the Breakfast Club, Breakfast Club was just like, probably like one of the most heartfelt movies and it was hysterical and well, i feel like that can i you know, ask you really quickly do you remember when you watched it what year or how old you were do you happen to yes. know were you in high school or younger what i remember it. i was a i was a sophomore in high school and like i seen it a lot on television and i was like and I was like, oh, The Breakfast Club. I was like, you know, I always wanted to watch it, but I never got the chance to. And then it was a rainy day. And I think we were all for some reason during school. And it was on. And I was like, hey, let, let's let's turn it on. Let's see what it's about. I laughed. I cried. You know, I smiled, you know. And it was it was a great movie overall. I mean, it really touched me. And it was it's so true. It's true about everything. No matter, like, you know, and, and you just get synced, like, you literally, like, stare at the TV, but, like, you lean closer and closer, especially with, like, certain lines that the actors say, and, like, you know, like, especially, like, how their characters are, like, you know, you would never think of some person telling off a popular girl, like, you know, and how the popular girl's gonna react. It's yeah. like, they're actually the ones, you know, feeling the hot seat, you know, like, because, like, it's pretty much they're just bashing on each other, but you understand it completely and how much they're alike and how much they need each other and i i just fell in love with it that's awesome i um 
I mean, after everything, though, I mean, you probably pretty much know the story, but if you don't, the story is about, it's a Saturday morning detention at high school, and surprisingly, you have all these different types of kids, but a that, small group. That still exists to this day. I swear to God, all these kids exist today. That's why I wanted to point out when you said that, you know, oh, it's, it's true. When you mentioned earlier, it's true. I was going to, but you were like on a roll. I didn't want to interrupt you. But the thing is, it's like the way you can say this is true is because all these kids, they're every school. They all have, there's the jocks. There's always the jocks. There's that one kid who's the main jock. Who's like, that does everything. That's like, you know, plays every single sport that they, you know, that was my older brother in high school. He was the jock. You know, there's there's always the criminal in the sense of the guy who's just like doesn't really do his work. He's in school because he has to be. But, you know, he's probably a you know, druggie, does weed, whatever. Like, eh, he's a hoodlum. You know, there's always that. There's the brain. There's the honor roll kids. There's the honor roll students. The ones that are always pushed, excel, especially by their, their parents. You know, you got to make sure good grades. And I knew someone like that, you know. It wasn't a guy. It was a girl. There's always the princess, you know, the one that's that that just has more money than everybody else, the popular one that that's you know probably you know rich. The parents spoil this and that, you know, um, and, and, you know. And there, there, then there's always, always, there's the basket case, the the one that that's the the goth per se, you know. There's the one that's all in black, the one that's different from everyone, the one that assumes so much about this person, but they're always completely wrong, and that's who I was. A lot of people assumed I was a devil worshiper, and I found that funny. <laughs> you know, I wasn't, but um, far from it. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so yeah. So, I, I just wanted to point out how, to this day, that's you know, I'll get into my how I feel about the movie. But I just want to point out when she meant like it's so true. This is what she means. I mean, this is what I'm assuming she means is by true, because oh, yeah, yeah, these characters are real. But anyways, go on. No, she, you're right. Like high school repeats itself, no matter. Whatever it is, like, high school will repeat itself. Like, meaning, like, you will always have those particular groups. Yeah. No matter where you go. I don't care if it's your local high school. I don't care if it's your preparatorial high school, like your preps. Mm -hmm. Or, like, just an ordinary, like, suburban school. You're going to have it. Catholic school, yeah. I mean, I had it. And I went to Catholic high school. Yeah. Um, But it really... It was just so touching, and it was I, – I don't know how else to put it. Like, you know, you just – like, you, of course, you want to see, you know, the popular kids cringe when they're finally getting told off. You want to see what the basket case has to say. You want to see if the brain will, like, get out of his shell and become something totally different. Or, you know, the criminal will just stop, you know, like, have a sense of heart for somebody, you know. And I have a few questions that I came up with because every time I watch this movie, I will never get tired of it. Okay. But questions for me or just questions in general? Questions in general. I mean, like, people in the like audience, listeners, they can actually hear this and then think to themselves. And they actually be, could be a part of this, too. Like, think to themselves. And you, too, Sam. So if you want to butt in, you can. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's cool. Awesome. Go for it. Okay, so my first question is, why did Andrew and Claire seem so nervous when Bender was picking on them? Like, there's the part where he says, so why are you two in here? Were you guys two lovebirds? Like, come on, Sporto, did you slip her the hot beef injection? And then all of a sudden they said, go to hell. Like, did they do something? Like, because if you look at their faces, like, you know, it's a nervous feeling. Like, they're all, like, bent over. Like, their hands are crossed. They're, like, 
moving their fingers like you know were they once a couple and then like they just no longer existed or like are they fr- like are they just like friends with benefits you know like and i think and because that- they liked each other already like he was interested in her because she was different she wasn't the you know what his father perceived of him wanting you know ever liking like it's completely different from what he could ever bring home and i think he saw that different side of her what no one else saw and maybe that's why like because that you know like whenever there's a comment made like that hell it happens in school and high school or you know gen- junior high when you like someone and someone makes a comment like what well, you like her inside you're gonna kind of be like oh crap i do and you get kind of you're like no you know so maybe yeah. that was it she probably felt the same way she saw something in andrew that was just like i you know i like him he stands out he's different I, I, I can see the real, you know, and that's probably why. Like, they, they had something for each other. So, I, that's what I'm assuming, why they fidget, fidgeted and all that, you know? Yeah. I, like, I just, I always felt like, you know, what, like, what what could have went on between them two? Like, you know, like, bef- like you know, until after the movie, you find out that it's totally different. But um, the next question is, if Claire is a virgin, why is, like, like... Supposedly, like, as a popular girl, you're supposed to be with all these guys, go to all these parties and stuff and all. And I just want to know, like, if she is, if she never done it, you know, how was she not picked on? Or, like, how was she not, you know, not, like, you know, just told off by her popular friends? You know what I mean? Like, you know, like, if it was so easy to get it out of her, like, I mean, like. If you think about it, you just like keep asking her why, why, and you like like three whys they said like three in a row, and she just like freaked out. Like, how did how, like why is she still popular? I mean, I'm not saying that popularity is about sleeping with people, but it's um like it's but if it's, you're it's, like the virgin in high school, you get ragged on. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, why did she never get ragged on? I mean, maybe she, she met, well, maybe she lied to her friends. But, like, if people would ask questions, like, hey, did you ever date Claire? Like, if she, like, they never saw her go with a guy. You know, like, of course, like, you know, when you're in high school, you're, of course, you're going to date, like, your classmates. Yeah. So, she wasn't armed with a guy. You know, like, you know, his arm around her and, like, you know, this and that. Like, they were a couple. Like. Yeah. Like, it it just confused me on that. But, like. Yeah, no, that, that, that you know, that, that, that is so true. I mean, because it's like, yeah, it, I. I'm assuming through friends, they they would ask, like, oh, are you, uh, you know, you're a virgin? Like, yeah, you know, and they rag on you, you know, your buddies, your friends, your girls. I mean, they all do it, guys and girls, you know? It's just like, yeah, so it does happen in high school. See, it's just like, that's, that's why this movie still, to this day, I don't care. You know, five years, ten years down the road, watch this movie. Everybody can connect with this movie, no matter if it's in the 80s. It does not, the only thing that, why it feels dated would be the music. Other than that, though, you could just change the soundtrack, and that could still take place today. It's why I don't feel they should ever do a remake. They should just freaking remaster and re-release this movie, because it feels so, like, true. I mean, my issues with the movie is, like, like who the hell can be left alone and free to talk in a Saturday detention? I had a good amount of Saturday detentions in my years, and we were never left alone. We could never talk and open up and talk about, like, hey, I taped someone's buns together, you know, and, and have some girl put lipstick with their boobs and be like, you know? None <laughs> of that crap happened, you know? We didn't exactly. get Exactly. You know, they got they got all high in the library. Like, the principal... 
I was just about to say that. Like, like you know, they, the teacher didn't smell it. The teacher didn't see fumes in the friggin' place. Like, where do they die yeah. out? You know, them out. Like, that just bothered. Like, I was, like didn't bother me. But, like, he was gone for all that time. Yeah, left them alone. They were able to do whatever the hell they wanted to for all a day of Saturday. Like, that is, that's the only thing. I mean, maybe, maybe some schools did that. We could assume. So, we'll, like, you know, benefit of the doubt. You know, like, let's just uh, give them that. But... In all the Saturday detentions I've ever went to, there was someone there that sat there. Or they did in-house suspension where they didn't have Saturday. Sometimes they would have you come in during the school day. So when you showed up for, like, say, your class on Tuesday, you went to another room and you stayed there all day. And you had to just do homework. So I don't know. And I'm assuming one of your questions is going to be, hey, how come we don't find out what happened to them afterwards? Like, you wanted to know well, that, like, right? Well, yeah, like, that's the last question I was actually going to say. Like, you know, like, what happens Monday? I well, mean, can, like, I, can I tell you what what did happen? What do you mean? Like, what, you, what, the, what, the, what the, the thing is that, that said that, that, I mean, don't don't quote me on this in the sense of, like, hey, well, allegedly. But the thing is, John Hughes, it, it, all right, here's the thing. I'm just going to give out a shout-out. Inspiration, someone that I love, inspired, that's from years past. And how I started podcasting, but even inspired by other radio hosts that got me into radio years before this person. But Kevin Smith has a podcast, and that there's a one of his shows. I think it's called Smoothies, and he he does an anniversary, like it's the 25 years of the Breakfast Club, and he interviews them, and they they talk about that. John Hughes actually has a two and a half hour movie of the Breakfast Club that no one has seen. That no one has seen at all. And in that in that movie, there are things that some were filmed and some were written. So, for instance, like, like the one thing is, like, it does predict where the five kids will be in 30 years. Okay? Bender will have killed himself. Claire will have had two boob jobs and a facelift. Brian would have become very successful. Successful. <laughs> successful, but die of a heart attack due to the stresses of the high-paying job. Allison will be a great poet, but no one will care. And Andrew will marry a, a gorgeous airline stewardess who will become fat after having kids. So, yeah. So, that's what happens to them. You know, there's a lot. You want me to tell you what, what else is... Uh... That's heartbreaking. That was the most heartbreaking news yeah. of my entire life. Oh, my God. Yeah, and then there's also... Check it out. Here, here's one. In, if, you, if you have the soundtrack to The Breakfast Club, there's a song... Number six by Keith Forzy, it's called Dream Montage. So, and you're wondering, like, okay, what Dream Montage was there in, there you go, you, Renata has it right there. You know, you should take a picture of it and post it. record of the, the Breakfast Club, and I play it nonstop. It's like my soundtrack. Okay. Like, oh, do you, wait, you didn't hear that? Yeah, say it again. All right. Uh, if you didn't hear, I have the Breakfast Club record, and I have it. And one of my good friends, Alex, bought this for me. And that is the end of the first half of episode two. We ended up doing a two-part because we were recording, and there was no way I can cut off all this talk with The Breakfast Club because I noticed it's like it's already going to be an hour in, and I can't just be like, all right, you know, let's stop, end the show. So I continued recording. We ended up doing a two-part episode. So if you go over to iTunes right now, you can download and listen. Lippin? What the hell's wrong with me? (laughs) Listen to episode two of 88 Miles Per Hour Podcast. So download part two of episode two. So check it out right now on iTunes. Thank you.
Hey everyone, Sanch here. Make sure to check out the Brothers Bear Podcast Live, a comedy show where two brothers and their best friend talk about everything from movies, cartoons, video games, comics, TV, music, and everything else entertainment. We are live every Monday night at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, only on RantRadioNetwork.com. This has been a Brothers Bear Network production.